Welcome to this episode of Sticky Note Marketing. I'm your host, Mary Zarnecki, and welcome to the show where you get to learn what is working now to grow your brand and your business. So this is the next in our series of expert interviews, and today I'm thrilled to introduce you to Steve Wideman. He is a writer, a scientist, a professor, and practitioner of search optimization, something I am not good at and so thrilled to hear about what Steve has to say about it. So he lives, breathes, and eats SEO, SEM, and inbound marketing. So he's also the author of SEO Strategy and Skills, a college textbook, highly impressive, by the way, uh, when he's not leading his team of SEO consultants for franchise, multi-location, and e-commerce brands, he's a cheeseball romantic, entertaining dad, and world traveler with a passion for life, embracing culture and diversity. And while serving as an adjunct professor at UCSD and CSUF, Steve's also building the Academy of Search while volunteering time to help improve transparency and industry standards as an agency trainer. So you're a little busy, Steve, it sounds like. Just slightly busy. And I love the transparency piece too. There's so many, there's so many businesses that are jaded. And when it, when that term SEO comes up, there's almost a stigma about it. And, um, you know, our, our hope both by me teaching at the, the colleges and universities and writing books and so forth is, is really to help develop more transparency in the industry so that there's less secret sauce or proprietary practices. I think everything that you do in digital marketing should be openly discussed with your client and not, oh, that's some secret thing that we do. You know? I do kind of feel like that's where people have gotten in trouble <laughs> with the, uh, yeah, the secret think, behind the curtain. You know, it, it, it definitely will save a business a lot of money to not have to reverse engineer something that was done incorrectly. So I mm-hmm. think by, by educating the industry and, and communities uh, in digital marketing, that it um, kind of levels the playing field a little bit for everybody and, and um, you know, demystifies what really goes on in a, you know, a, a simple strategy to move your page up in the search results. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I think it's a, uh, there's definitely a lot more room to improve. There's a lot of old practices still going on in other parts of the world because they're part of it probably being my problem with all these old ebooks from the 2000s of things that we did before all the the search engine updates. But I do think every year, every business should refresh how they look at search and base it based on the current ways that Google and Bing and Amazon are sorting search results and not use practices from 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, that's a great reminder, right? This is something that is a living practice. This is something yeah. that's going to evolve. And so I know we've got a lot of different listeners here in terms of stages of business. We've got some people starting up. We've got some people who are growing and scaling. So when you're working with organizations at different levels, are there certain questions that someone that's just launching versus someone who's scaling and growing should be asking about their SEO and search? Sure. I think that the questions are very similar between, you know, small businesses and big business. Uh, if there were any variation, it would be where bus- larger businesses can ask, hey, could I rank for this broad, very competitive search term? Can I rank for a mortgage calculator, for example? Um, a lot of larger brands can do that. They've got history. They've they've got a lot of other websites linking to them. The search engines already have them in their their you know their knowledge graph, and you can see that by the little panel that shows up. But a newer business or a business that hasn't even launched yet, um, the search engines don't know anything about them. There's no history, so for them to rank for a competitive keyword out the gate, um, you know, is is something that that I would not put into my question book. I think I'd be very specific around. Tell us exactly 
um, the services that you offer and and how you do them differently and what those those sub services are, you know, that are that are unique to what you do. And that way we start there and make sure that we appear where we're perfect at what we do first. Mm-hmm. And then we broaden it out. I've had a e-commerce client that started with us 12 years ago. And it's like, I want to rank for the word Rolex Submariner. And you're like, whoa, that's a competitive keyword. There's a lot of Rolex sites. Um, let's start with used and pre-owned and maybe men's and women's um, Rolex Submariners first, since they're less competitive mm-hmm. and and grow our way out. And now, you know, 12 years later, he's on the first page for every model. Uh, but it took you know time, history, brand awareness, and most of his searches now are are for the company name. And I think you'll see that too as as you grow as a business, your your digital marketing traffic uh, will eventually be predominantly your brand name. If it's yes. not, if most of your traffic's non-brand, that probably means you haven't earned enough visibility and marketing awareness um, yet to establish that trust that you need with search engines. So your goal then is to do more offline advertising, to do other types of marketing so that people are searching for you by name. Um, I think when that happens, it it does send a signal to search engines and to users that they can trust and they they know the brand. That's a great trigger, right? So that's the milestone we're aiming for is getting that search of our actual brand name. Yep. So questions I think they, that I would ask out the gate, though. The first one, of course, is, you know, what do you do and where do you do it? Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's important. If you're a lawyer and you put car accident lawyer on your car accident page, but you only serve Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. um, that's not going to be helpful to somebody who's on the other side of the world or in New York. So I would make sure it's car accident lawyer in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. The other is going to be, you know, who do you feel your direct competitors are? And and this wouldn't include Amazon and eBay and these larger brands. Who's who's almost identical to you and what you do mm-hmm. um, that you consider to be a direct competitor? I and mean, we'll find out who their, who their eye competitors are when we perform a search for what they do and where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see those competitors, but we want to know who who they're keeping an eye on so that we don't miss out on that. Um, next, I'd ask questions like, what are what are your key performance indicators for each digital marketing thing that you're working on, including SEO? Um, are your key performance indicators just more leads every month, more sales, or do you care about things like um, you know higher conversion rates on visits that you're already getting and getting more bang for your advertising buck? Uh, do you care more about uh, page speed and accessibility and privacy and um, quality content. Um, do you care maybe about uh, searches that are coming and traffic is coming from uh, sites like Yelp? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's important to get that idea. And then and then you ask them what what kind of tracking mechanism are you using to track your KPIs? Do you mm-hmm. do you just say here's what I want to do this year and everyone high fives and and then a year later you come back and you're like all right what was our KPI again? <laughs> you actually have a tracker in Google Sheets, you know, so that every month, you know, January, February, March, you're tracking. How am I doing with attracting new links to my site? How am I doing with technical SEO and, and conversion rate optimization goals that we have? How am I doing with our traffic from Google and from Bing and maybe even segmented from Google Maps if you're, you know, if you're segmenting that traffic? Um, and then the last column is, you know, basically what your goal is for the year. And a column of how close you're getting to hitting that goal. So that any given month, I can ask you, how are you doing with hitting your KPI goals? You pull up your Google sheet and you say, actually, we're about 50% there and we're on track to hit our goals this year. Great. But I've rarely, well, actually never actually had a client say, yeah, I've got that. And here's where we are. And that's unfortunate because that means they're just throwing a lot of stuff at the wall 
and they've got some things they want to do, like we're doing social, but mm-hmm. there's not any specific goal or metric that they're tracking against. So that would be the one thing I would ask is, do you have that tracking mechanism? And if not, here's my free template. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because exactly, if we don't know what success looked like, how are we supposed to get there? How are we supposed to put in a plan or action steps or anything to get there? Or keep your team accountable. Maybe that's one of the most important things in the world is sitting down and saying, guys, girls, are we, are we hitting these objectives? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know. It's, it's feels like there's just not a lot of that. And some of the resources kind of skate through and get away with not doing as much because they're not being hold, held accountable to specific metrics. Exactly. Yeah. And it also gives meaning, right? I mean, if your team knows what they're working toward, what their actions every day are leading the business toward, I'd, I'd imagine that gets pretty motivating for people too. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. So I love all the things you listed, right? We've got to know what success looked like and actually measure how well we're doing it getting there. And see, take a little bit of that competitive landscape. You know, what are others in our industry like? Mm-hmm. And also acknowledging that, right, we may not, we may be looking at another organization and thinking, oh, okay, well, I'm comp- I'm there, but they're 10 years down the road, right? They're existing present is not where they started, right? Where we might be now. So what are three ways that some of our listeners or business leaders could get started without feeling that overwhelm, right? Because I could imagine a lot of the clients that you start working with have so many things they could do, but where do you start? I like, I like starting with content. That's my favorite. I know, I know we need to focus around tech to make sure that Google can crawl and index our website. Um, I would, I would just check first if there's a page or several pages that you want to rank in search results. Uh, put that page into the, the browser, into the uh, browser address bar and use the word site, S-I-T-E, colon <laughs> in front of it, just to make sure it's indexed and it's only one version of the page that's indexed. If your page is indexed and you're not seeing duplicates or any problems, then the tech stuff can wait a little bit as long as we know that that page exists and our pages are getting indexed and ranked. Um, then I would I'd basically go to all those competitors, look for their XML sitemaps, usually sitemap.xml. Uh, so their site.com forward slash sitemap.xml. WordPress sites sometimes use the Yoast plugin, which will give you a sitemap URL of sitemap underscore index.xml. Hmm. I'd pull those XMLs um, and then I'd create a big list of all the pages that your competitors have that you don't have that you know are built specifically to drive traffic from organic. And you'll know that because it'll either say about-us, which is just an informational page, or it'll say something like motivational-speaker-lasvegas.html, when you, if that's assuming it's a public speaker or whatever. Sure. Um, so then you, you take that URL and like, wow, I need that URL on my website too, because that's a keyword I'm going after. So I would start with looking at those XML sitemaps, you know, take all of them, put them all together in one big list and just start going through row by row and identifying themes. Uh, take those, those pages, those, you know, pages that the competitors are doing, um, sit down and build a plan to make your pages better than theirs. Um, and then you're not having to reinvent the wheel. You're following the footsteps of the folks who have already been doing this, mm-hmm. but now you're going to do it better. You're going to make your page more accessible. You're going to make your page um, convert better by having better call to actions. Your video is going to be better. Your imagery is going to be better. You'll have frequently asked questions on the page that Google might even show in the search results. Um, you'll you'll get with some SEO nerd and, and ask them for feedback or her for feedback. And, and they'll come back with some suggestions that'll get your click-through rates up in the search results. So when there are 10 results and you're right behind that other competitor at number nine, you'll get clicked on more often. 
because you stand out either because you've got those FAQs in the search results or a star rating or maybe a video or image thumbnail. Um, you know, using a little bit of, of extra coding um, mm-hmm. can help your site stand out. And then you've addressed all three of the most important um, SEO signals that we're going to look at. It's the relevancy of the page, since you're using a page that you know a competitor is using to drive traffic. It's going to be, um, you know, looking at ways that you can get other websites to link to yours. Uh, and then it's going to be looking at ways that you can get, um, uh, you can get user behavior signals to, to tell the search engines that your page is better than mm-hmm. the competition. If you're doing all three of those things, you're going to crush them. So I think as a small business, start by really reverse engineering the competition, figure out what pages they have that you don't line them up and just start chipping away at them. Maybe do one a week, one a month, if you can. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's amazing when you look back, I've, I've had clients for six, seven years sometimes, and it's, it's fun watching a client go from 675 visits a month as they start developing content, even if it's only one or two pages a month, you know, and then six years later, they've got 300 or 400 pages on their website and they're getting 12 to 15,000 visits a month. Um, It's exciting to watch that growth as long as, you know, you're building content that's um, based on what people are searching for and not just informational pages that, you know, that don't get found. And is that a strategy that works both for digital products, information providers, as well as physical locations? hundred percent because you're, you're not reinventing the wheel. You find those, those competitors, especially those that, you know, are, are driving organic traffic, tons of free tools out there that you could use or, or um, free to try tools that you can, you know, put a competitor URL into and they'll tell you, Hey, here's, here's where this competitor is getting their traffic. Um, I've got two favorites. I like using conductor Searchlight. Um, I think they're just calling themselves conductor now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like SEM rush. So there are two whole different levels. One's more, more enterprise, you know, starting probably around the 3K a month range. So if you're a larger brand and you have somebody who can drive it, Conductor's amazing. Uh, most don't have somebody who can just sit there and drive a dashboard or an enterprise platform. So SEMrush is a perfect solution to that because it gives you a lot of the same tools and insights uh, without, um, you know, the, the heavy cost and the, the resource requirements. So yeah, any business can absolutely reverse engineer their competitor and start a roadmap that's, um, that at least puts them at the ground level with the competition and then, and then go to the next level and do more keyword expansion and then go to the next level and do some really creative link baiting so that other folks will want to link to us. We have a restaurant chain that does something for Veterans Day every year. And every year they take their page down, they'd lose thousands of really good links they earned. So we decided, hey, let's create one page, redirect all those 5,000 broken links to this one new page, and let's keep this page up all year so it can continue to establish trust and history and links. And next thing you know, we're getting links from like uh, va.gov and and military.com and all these really cool sites that that send a lot of signals to the search engines about how important we are. So um yeah, so I'd say start start by, you know, hey, 2023, this is what we want to do. Uh, 2022, I'll put a game plan together, and I got plenty of time now. 2023, we're going to go aggressive and be exactly where our competition is. And then 2024, let's get super creative. And then every year, you just watch yourself continue to grow. That's fantastic. And I like having that longer-term vision, right? It's because I think so many times <clears throat> people can feel, oh my gosh, I'm so behind, I got to fix this now, right? I got to, I got to make a change now, but really this is, this is a long game, right? To, it really to is. To improve this. For sure. Yeah. And, and I get asked that question a lot. How long is it going to take me to rank? Right. And I, I got to get t-shirts for everybody here that says, um, 
you know, am I an SEO expert? And on the back, it says it depends, you know, because that's <laughs> always what we say. It depends. Um, so, um, you know, the, the big factor, of course, is how competitive a search term is. Is it mortgage, mortgage calculator or are you going after a keyword such as, um, I don't know, car wash, mobile car wash, Anaheim? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so depending on how competitive that keyword is, it, it will determine basically how quickly you can get in and rank in the search results. Um, but in general, the way we look at for on average, if we were to take a par, we'd say it takes about three months for your really keyword rich, helpful content to get to page two or three of the search results. It takes about two or three months if the page is better than the competition. It takes another three to six months as as you get out there and build relationships and get people to curate your um you know some of your content on your upper funnel side and get them to link to some of your pages um it takes 3 to 6 months for google to recognize that as a popularity signal to move you onto page 1 so within 6 to 9 months you could be on page 1 of google for even a semi competitive keyword if your content and your links are are a continuous pattern of growth that exceeds that of the competition but then the challenge is, you know, no one clicks on the ninth result. How do I get in that number one spot? Well, the number one spot, well, number one through five really are, are deep rooted on that first page because they've been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you've got to show the search engines for a long time that you're a better search result by how they interact with your listing, that user behavior signal. Do they click on us more than those top results when they see us? Um, do they stay on our website or do they come back to the search results and choose a competitor? In the SEO world, you'll you hear the term dwell time and things like that quite a bit. Um, for me, it's more um, search, click and stay, right? Mm-hmm. Just get them to stay on our website. And if we show the search engines long enough for another three to six months, you know, that that we're the listing that's the most helpful, then we'll move up into the top three results. And usually within a year to a year and a half, we could get that top position. So that's that's the way I look at at search. And when you look at the value of a page, I use Rolex Submariner for an example. I can tell you that Rolex Submariner page is well over a million dollars a month of revenue. Wow. So it's it's worthwhile when you look at search volumes and what it accounts for in terms of online sales. It's mm-hmm. worthwhile to make that page the absolute best. Um, and when you watch that traffic, you know, after a year, when you finally start to see that hockey stick effect in organic after waiting that year. It's really exciting. And, and then it's just rinse, repeat, and then keep going back. And you start to notice a drop, go back in, find out what that person who, who got above you did, what they do differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe pick up uh, an alert. I use visual ping. It's a, it's a browser extension, visual P I N G. And anytime a competitor changes something on their page a heading tag, a subheading, uh, an image, I get an alert and I, I can analyze and study what that difference is and what they're testing and go, oh, that's really smart. We should have thought of that. And before they even get a chance to outrank us with that update, we'll have that update in there. And that I'm sure it ticks the competitor off, but at least it it enables us to have sustainability at the top of the search results by not being complacent or or resting on our laurels. So oh, I love that. So you're not just a flash in the pan. Oh, I hit it. And now I'm mellow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a game, right? It's a, it's a constant race and you don't, you don't, you know, get, get in front of everybody and like I'm in front and then you just stop because then everybody passes you. You have yeah. to keep running. And, and SEO is unfortunately it's, it's a, it's a race every month. You've got to keep pouring water and sunlight on mm-hmm. those key pages, keep testing and improving conversion rates, keep testing and improving bounce rates. And um, if you're not doing those things, your competitors who are, are eventually going to flank you. And that's why a lot of businesses say, you know what, 
I don't have the time, energy, or or I don't want to do this. I'm going to move to paid search. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a lot of folks do that. And that's okay. If, if, if that works for them and they're hitting their, their return on ad spend budgets and they're happy with paid search, that's great. But I can tell you that organic race can be fun and it can generate a lot of revenue. Um, and it's when you look at the ROI on it, like a million dollar page, like Rolex Submariner, um, you know, it pays for itself. We had one brand come to us that we just did not it for. And we solved an indexing issue that resulted in $173,000 of additional profit from the, the point that they were able to fix that issue within, within a couple of weeks. And so was it worth it for them to invest in a, a few thousand dollars for a strategy that that's culminated into $173,000 profit for them? It was, and you can bet they're going to keep going. You know, that's amazing. Some, some just don't have the patience, you know? Right. I mean, and it's always a choice, right? We can always either put in a little bit of effort now for a big reward later, or if we want fast results, we're going to pay for it. Right. Cause those ad spends I'd imagine to be on, you know, the top of any keyword that you're doing paid search for is also going to cost a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Depending on the industry I've seen um, in the personal injury industry, I've seen truck accident lawyer as a keyword cost as much as $999, like the max you can spend per click. One click, $1,000, because these are two to $5 million car accident cases. So for them, they'll spend $1,000. And, you know, as long as they know that their page is going to convert, they'll keep spending. But like you said, I mean, the organic ROI is, is significant. It's meaningful. And also I'd imagine, you know, people are a little more pessimistic, right? When I, I know my own personal behavior, when I'm searching, when I see the sponsored, right. And I recognize that as, well, this is on this page because they paid to put it here. Even if it's the better option, I have a little bit of mistrust with that. Right. For sure. I don't know what the percentage is now, but I, I had heard that still less than like less than 20% of people are clicking the paid ads. Interesting. But, um, but yeah, I'd have to look at the the newest, latest, greatest. They're always trying to make it a little less transparent. Yeah. You know, the, the ad keeps getting, the ad text keeps getting lighter and lighter. So you don't see the word ad next to it. Yes. Kind of funny. Right. It's like, it's still there, but. <laughs> you know, that's what happened to ask.com back in the day. Ask was the best search engine on the internet. Um, they had asked Jeeves, right? And Jeeves was mm-hmm. this cool guy. And you could you could put in little Easter egg queries like, um, does does Jeeves have an evil twin? And then the page would shift and his twin brother would come up with the horns and the it was really fun. But they they went from being a really great organic result to being all ads. Everything mm-hmm. above the fold was ads, and everyone's like, you know, I don't I don't trust it as much. I don't I don't enjoy the the search experience. And Google took all the market share. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. amazing. And it's happening to Google now. So we'll see. People might switch to some of the newer ones coming out. Apple is said to have a new search engine coming out. So it might be an Apple bot that we'll have to study as SEOs. You've got um, the the tool Ahrefs um, just came out with a new tool. I think they call it Yep, like yep.com. Okay. Um, I've compared results from Google and Yep and nope, <laughs> but I'm sure <laughs> they'll get there eventually. But uh, anyway, it's fun. And that's, like you said, it's part of the dynamic game of what we do in SEO and why there's always a need. As long as, as long as somebody's searching for what you do and where you are um, and you're not showing up, there's going to be a need for SEO. Right. You're missing out. So when do people, when, how can people know when this is something that they can figure out themselves versus, okay, I gotta, I gotta hire an expert. You can totally figure it out yourself. Everybody can figure it out themselves. Agencies uh, are great because they have some experience and they can get going. I can tell you probably around 50% of what you spend on the agency um, goes is, is margin, right? It goes to 
the the leadership team and the management team and the software and the people um freelancers uh, will will be amazing for the first couple of weeks and then once they've got you as a client they start to spend more time on other new clients because they have to keep their income coming in so freelancers will start to ghost you and not reply as much and not be as accountable um, so I, I encourage every business to try to in-house at least one resource whose job is just to make sure that every month we're improving in the rankings for the keywords that are important to us. Um, in terms of, of technical SEO, you can have an audit done by, by any SEO consultancy. We do some. Um, most SEO consultancies will do it um, sometimes under $1,000. And you basically take that audit and you go to your favorite freelancer.com or, or Odesk or what are people using these days? There's so many other like online tools. I, I used uh, Rent-A-Coder before, <laughs> rentacoder.io. Um, and then you drop that list in there and say, please give me a quote to fix these things. They come back, they say, hey, we'll do this for 1500 bucks or whatever. And they knock that stuff out for you. And then your focus can be around your content strategy using that XML idea I gave you earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then you can get really creative too. You could say, you know, I, I know I need to get links to my website. Let me try to talk to some of the the expert link builders out there and see what their their biggest checklists are and what they do. Um, or you go back to the consultancy and say, hey, I need to get links. Can you give me a plan? And they'll come back and they'll give you this intersect of all the links that competitors have earned that you haven't mm-hmm. so that you can start chipping away and figure out your angle. Am I going to get them to reference something? Are we going to cross promote with them? Um, are we going to just give them content? Hey, we found out by looking at our own data and our own customer insights, some really cool things. I've got some charts and graphs and I was going to put them on our site, but your site gets a ton of traffic. So I thought more people would get value out of it if I give it to you versus us or your competitor. Um, you know, so <laughs> would you like us to contribute? Uh, I did that two years ago. And um, now if you search for how to rank in Google Maps, my little bright local post shows up right there. So you contribute and you earn a link from it. So I think I think there's there's that approach of if I'm a business and I'm going to bring it all in house Take, get, get an SEO audit by, you know, somebody who's really experienced and hand that off to some developers to knock it out for you. Um, build that roadmap using that XML example as a starting place. Um, and then, you know, do an audit and put a strategy together for how we're going to get links to our site. Um, and then make sure you've got some sort of a tracking mechanism. I mentioned too, Conductor, SEMrush. There's hundreds of other tools out there if those are too expensive for you. So at least you're tracking your performance and seeing how you're moving up in the rankings. So you don't need an expert to do that. You probably need an expert to sit on a couple of calls with you just to help you build that cadence. But if nothing else, every Monday morning, come into the office, log into Google search console, Bing webmaster tools, look for any sort of errors or ideas, pass them off to, you know, to somebody on the team or your web developer, um, and then make that a routine. I think you'll, you'll, you'll see much better results just by monitoring and, and making that top of mind for you. That is such fantastic advice. And I definitely hope everyone's been taking notes because this was knowledge bonds all over the place. So thank you so much, Steve. I know I've got a whole mental list of all the things that I'm excited to talk to my team about. I know uh, one of those things about marketers, right, is that our own marketing sometimes needs the most help. Right? <laughs> so. Oh my God, we're the worst. We haven't updated our website since 2015. I've had a, a staging environment for our new website uh, for about a year now, <laughs> but we're so client centric, you know, that we, we end up spending most of our time just making sure our clients are happy and, you know, and, and battling pandemics and, you know, and then the whole thing. So 
uh, you know, as, as long as the clients are happy and, and our business is stable, you know, our marketing can, can wait a little bit, you know, so that's fantastic. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for letting me, uh, you know, share some of my favorite things about SEO. And um, I, I'll make sure you get the links too to that KPI template. I think that's really important, at least, you know, to, to draw inspiration from it. You might want to slim it down a bit based on your, um, you know, your bandwidth and resources and so forth. But it's kind of an all-inclusive everything tracking. Um, but at least it'll give you a tool to use so that every month you can look at it and either be mad at yourself that you didn't do anything or be um, excited that your team is now, you know, accountable and bought into the goal. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. I would love to share that, uh, that KPI tracker. And then also you had mentioned you have a SEO course. I do. So uh, I've, I've actually kind of curated my own content from uh, my SEO course at Cal State Fullerton, and I put it into um, a teachable program. It's a, we, we put a little landing page up called Academy of Search. If any of your listeners want to check out this course, which by the way, we're, we're updating over the next few months. So you'll get those updates as well. Um, just use code SEO Steve and you get completely free access to it. It's a $600 program. Uh, we're going to break it into smaller bite-sized chunks over the next few quarters. Uh, but for now, uh, enjoy. Give me feedback if if, uh, uh, if you like it or if there's some things you think we should fix, but enjoy it for free. Just use code SEO Steve. Fantastic. And we'll make sure to put all those links in the show notes. Sweet. And uh, think about that. You don't even have to go to Fullerton in order to, to get all the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Steve, for joining us today. Any last parting thoughts for any of our listeners? You know, we we love to help the small business community. And I think that's, I wouldn't exist today if it weren't for the the DJs and the Mo drivers out there that gave me a chance to do some free work to play with SEO in my early days of digital. So if there's something that we can do for you, just to to give you a quick review of your sites, to, to see if we can find any quick wins. Um, you know, just, just tag me SEO Steve on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you want. Um, you can also tag our team. It's W I I D E M A N across all social. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of at our capacity at the moment, at least for the next couple of months. Um, but, um, we're more than happy to do a quick review and see if we can give you some, at least some starter points to get going and templates and things to work with. Well, thank you so much for that. That's an incredibly generous offer. So hopefully, everyone's listening, taking advantage of that. So <laughs> and thanks again. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. Thanks for being a wonderful guest. And this is the end of this episode, but stay tuned for the next episode of Sticky Note Marketing, where we're going to be bringing even more experts to help you solve whatever your biggest challenge is in growing your business right now. So we'll see you on the next episode.